Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Guess what I've got? Empty nest syndrome. Oh, no. You've uh, finished your DVD box set of empty nest. <laughs> and now my or you balls got are a, itchy. Or you got a disease from your DVD box set of empty nest. <laughs> I shouldn't have rubbed it on my junk. Yeah, probably. What What was empty nest a spinoff of? Golden Girls? I don't know. Let's bring in our guest, Rhea Butcher. She probably knows. <laughs> yeah. Rhea Butcher, of course, stand-up comedian. Spinoff expert. Uh, the uh, One of the panelists on Max Fun's own Wham Bam Pow. Hi, Rhea. How are you? Hello, Jesse. I'm fantastic. Do you know what Empty Nest was a spinoff of? I believe you're correct. It's a Golden Girls spinoff. I think Jordan's sure. correct. B- or, Brian Fernandez. Yes. Sonny, Sonny D over there <laughs> is absolutely emphatic. He is very clear on this point. Um, never before has he answered our query with such alacrity. Um, I uh, I have uh, I actually it's funny that you have that because I actually came down with designing women syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea's got Herman's head. Yep. Oh God, it's Herman's headache is just <laughs> splitting me into multiple personalities. You just need to take take a couple of Herman's aspirin. <laughs> exactly. Um, my my wife and uh, son went to uh, what do they call that? The San Francisco Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a wedding uh, shower. For a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> and they are not coming back. <laughs> and uh, so I uh, I dropped them off at the airport this morning. I went immediately to softball practice. Mm-hmm. I had softball practice, went well, came home. And then I realized immediately upon arriving at my house, I have no memory of what I do when I'm not supposed to be doing something. <laughs> like I do – I have no clue – like I sat down in a chair. Yeah. Maybe like – have you thought about maybe starting like just some plotting, some general plotting? Like oh, I mean – like a scheme type plot. Yeah, like a heist or a, you know, a murder. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. You don't have to do heist or murder. But yeah, I mean it's just like a lo- – something you know, that's like time consuming. You have to have a lot of different scenarios for. Jordan, have you been sneaking a peek in my composition book? <laughs> I I have. And I know that you uh, are creating a weather machine. I probably shouldn't have written the perfect crime right on the front. Yeah. <laughs> my plans. <laughs> my, my Jesse Thorne. <laughs> my plans, parentheses, criminal. <laughs> by Jesse Thorne. And then my plans, lunch, on the, on the next page. <laughs> File under nefarious. <laughs> Oh, a sandwich. That is a good idea. <laughs> That's the criminal part. I, I. What happened is I had the idea, I'll mm-hmm. watch the baseball game mm-hmm. on my MLB.tv, but uh, the baseball game hadn't started yet, mm. and um, I really didn't, couldn't think of anything to do besides work. <laughs> yeah. I, I came up with work. Do a little bit of work. Yes. Yeah. Did you organize the remotes? That's my go-to. When I get home and I have nothing to do, I just... How many remotes are you are you packing at the house? Like four or five for nothing because we don't even have a TV. So like, <laughs> I just have to? the remotes for an old television okay. and then a tiny TV that doesn't actually really work. Okay. That was a gift, which was very sweet. But, hey, it's actually smaller than my laptop is screen. Is it a sure. Sony Watchman? <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> right. It absolutely is. And then I have like a couple, uh, you know, like hard drive players, you know, because it's pre-Apple TV. So okay. I, have, I have a couple of those and okay. then my little... Computer remote. So I have tons of remotes. Biggest to smallest? How are you organizing these? Oh, yeah. Of Alphabetical? Course. Biggest to smallest. <laughs> yes. 
Left to right, biggest to smallest. Mm-hmm. I got bad Every news. Time. I got bad news, Rhea. What's that? I got a universal remote. I That's the best news. I don't know how I can, I don't know how to organize. How yeah. am I supposed well, to organize Well, I mean, you can universal? adjust it. You can put it on different surfaces and find the ultimate sure. surface. It's got to be on the ledge. Okay. If it's not on the window ledge, I don't know where it would Ooh, be. You're a window ledge guy. Well, I have a, my side table. You want, you put it yes. there to cool. Yeah. You don't want it to be too hot. <laughs> you got to watch out for hobos trying to steal yeah, it. Yeah, you hobos might make off with your universal remote. <laughs> I have, well, my television area. Yes. My television and home stereo area. We moved it upstairs to get it away from the sleeping baby. So I, because my wife has more acute hearing than I do, mm-hmm. I think. I think probably maybe just less years of loud music and headphones. Mm-hmm. And so I like to turn it up. I like to turn my stereo up to 50. She prefers it when the baby's nearby Mm -hmm. at 35, which is a lot less than 50. And so I have a hard time hearing dialogue in movies, and I'm always like, Teresa, I can't tell what's happening. And so we move the TV upstairs. We only got one chair. That one chair, you got a ledge on the right. Mm -hmm. You got a fire safe on the left that I use as a sort of side table. Okay. (laughs) What's – so so how how does – how does – okay. Okay, huh? Teresa says, but she likes sitting on the ground. Generally okay. speaking, she's yeah. a, she's always she will choose to sit on the ground if that's an option. Okay, hmm. like a Zen kind of a Japanese garden type of a yeah, exactly. TV watcher. Um, floors covered with sand. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. raking all the time. Just all the time because you got to walk over it. Yeah, just to get and to then the you're TV. Ra- you're like just a to... dog in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> just to um, just to show her who's boss, you should start making your chair more and more opulent. Oh. So, like, if someone was to, you know, like, <laughs> you know, chalice on the arm. Right. Like, retractable chalice. A retractable <laughs> chalice? Yeah. Is it, would you mean it's on a string? Yeah, or? yeah. And it, and it snaps back? <laughs> like the ring that you pull on the back of a talking toy? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so retractable chalice. And it can play chalice. jubilant music every time you pull it out. Oh, like yeah. Like some trumpet themes. Sure, some, yeah, some something brassy. It would have to be music that I like that Teresa doesn't. Yeah. But the problem is Teresa has a much more get along attitude towards cultural production than I do. Well no, I'm saying I'm saying go for a cartoonish opulence. Right. So you know, so as to really put her in her place. Like rubies? Yeah, like ruby yeah, I mean sure. Yep. I mean you can you can affix some jewels to the thing. Um, you know. Make it kind of obviously vibrating. I guess my concern is that you're describing a scenario where over time I become more and more like Master P. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or Vin Diesel at the end of uh, Chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> Take your pick. Um, I, have n- I have not seen Chronicles of Riddick. Mm-hmm. I have seen Miss- Master P's Cribs okay. where they go over to Little Romeo's own house. Mm-hmm. Oh, but this is when Little Romeo was still a young teen. Uh, and he, little Romeo, drives around in a Bentley Power Wheels. Okay. Oh my yeah. Good gravy. Yeah. Goodness gracious. To get from his house to his dad's house. Uh, so both Romeo and Bow Wow have dropped the Lil, right? Yeah, that's true. Okay. They were. Bo- it was both Lil. It was not Little for either of them. Yeah, it was Lil. Okay. Lil Wayne, have... Lil Wayne kept hung on to the Lil because otherwise he's oh. just Wayne. Sure. And John as well, <laughs> right? John is still Lil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because okay. again, he's just John. All <laughs> yeah. of a sudden, all of a sudden, he has to deal with Garfield and Odie. If he drops the <laughs> yeah, letter, right? What if you were a rapper and you just went by John? That would be fantastic. I feel like yeah, that like, is a pretty I'm good John. Name. I Boom. like. That's it. I like a rapper that goes by a, a relatively nondescript government name, Joe Budden, sure. for example. <laughs> like Joe Budden, that's just a guy that works at the post office. <laughs> 
happens to have had a couple hit records and be in the group Slaughterhouse. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, maybe you can make the floor more uncomfortable for her. I mean, I don't know. Just Ridges? Like, well, I was going to say release millipedes. Oh. Whenever you're watching a show. Is my chair millipede proof? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, they don't want to get up. Millipedes don't go high up. They keep Mil- close to the ground. Millipedes hate chairs? Well, I mean, they hate hate being elevated. Do they like eating maters? I thought they like eating maters. What's a mater? A tomato. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. So yeah. just don't put any tomatoes on the chair and you should be fine. <laughs> but what, what am I supposed to eat for dinner? Oh, yeah, you're right. No, millipedes are a bad idea. Scrap the millipedes. Just electrify the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go centipedes. Okay. Centipedes hate maters. Yeah. <laughs> and I love them, so... I don't have to worry about it. There you go. Centipede free. It's a natural way to keep centipedes out of your chair. Just cover it in tomatoes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Having problems with chair centipedes? <laughs> it's like it's like putting uh, ladybugs in your plants to keep out the aphids. Sure. You cover your chair in tomatoes <laughs> to keep out the centipedes. But then it attracts millipedes. But maybe you want that. Oh, of course I want millipedes. They're more valuable. Constant peed cycle. More legs. Stuck. <laughs> constantly fighting off I don't know if you know this, Jordan. All bugs are valued by the leg. Oh, okay. So that's why millipedes with a thousand legs are so much more valuable than centipedes with a hundred legs. Okay. I don't want to – I mean, obviously, Rhea, this is is all academic to you. You know all this. Oh, sure. Yes. Um, You made your fortune in bug leg sales. Yes. Well, Rhea moved here from Chicago and she was a commodities trader. (laughs) Oh, okay. In insect legs. Yes. So she knows the value (laughs) of an insect. Mm -hmm. How many insect legs in a deep dish pizza? <laughs> you know, it's more like a pound issue, so I can't really give you a number. Oh, but sure, it, sure, it's sure. like 10 pounds of centipedes, millipedes, silverfish, typically, in a deep okay. dish pizza. Yeah. You know? If you're getting like an authentic, not at like Uno, though, no, right? No, like no, not at I mean, Uno's Pizzeria. No, I'm talking like Gino's East or, you know, one of those guys. Gino's okay. West. Mm-hmm. The Gino's East and Gino's West uh, were both founded, uh, it's like Fillmore, the Fillmore West and the Fillmore mm-hmm. East. Mm-hmm. Um, both founded by Bill Graham. Sure. In the 60s. Yeah. They have a place for the st- for Jefferson Airplane to play. <laughs> Inventor of the graham cracker crust. Yeah, absolutely. Pizza. Delicious. Well, I think we've settled. Well, great. I think we found some great stuff for me to this do. This has been a, fact, it's been a fact-filled episode. <laughs> Ut- the Utilitarian Podcast, Jordan yeah. and Jesse Go. We'll be back with more in just a second. Hi, this is Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host a new show about the epic fails and genius moments of being a mom. How do you take care of a baby and still find time to moisturize your tattoos? Join us every week to find out. And remember, you don't have to be a bad mom to be one bad mother. Subscribe for free on iTunes or go to MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, Lady James Dean. She already has a nickname, ladies and gentlemen, from her hit show, Wham Bam Pow. Okay. Rhea, as I just mentioned, you have a podcast. Indeed. Do you ever use it to demand food from foreigners? Not yet, but I feel like I'm missing out. 
That's the full potential of a podcast. I mean, it's one of those things where you it's realize... It's a good way to subjugate them. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep those listeners in check. Well, I was going to say foreigners. Oh, foreigners? Yeah. <laughs> That's who... I'm not concerned about subjugating Americans. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're really... You see this as a colonialist enterprise. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And this is... Thank you. Yes. We're, we're the Teddy Roosevelt of podcasting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're a late gas Pod, Podcast softly, carry a big stick. Gotcha. Okay, so... Oh, I mean big dick. Sorry. So, first of all... Thank you to David H. Uh, he sent us a note, Dear Jordan, Jesse, go. Hope this is going to the right podcast. And then he sent us some pickled beets. Okay. And some pickled carrots. Hey. I got to tell you, uh, those pickled beets uh, that we got from Brooklyn recently, mm-hmm. they weren't that great of pickled beets, uh, but I ate the whole jar in a week. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing something right. There was also a pretty B minus, uh, a pretty B minus jar of uh, bread and butter pickles. Mm-hmm. Too mushy. Oh, okay. Mm. Too too mushy in the You know, mouth. I actually oh used God. the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say, I hate a mushy pickle. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like the... If, it away. Be, if you have artisanal on the label, it should not be mushy, but go ahead. That's, uh, I was just going to say, I used... I actually have kind of a fun recipe really? that I used some of our gift pickles in. And I Which think pickles this, did you go home with? Oh, boy. I got the chips. Yeah. I got the chips. Was it a standard oh. dill chip? Uh, yes, I think dill, dill chip. Sure. Ooh, love a dill chip. And this is, I think, just a fun, like, recipe that anybody can do at home. Sure. Uh, you know, it's a, there's a couple of specialized things, so maybe, like, make a list and get some of this the next time you go to the grocery store. But we're not going full Ju- Julia Child Guide to French Cooking. We're, we're keeping no. it Rachel Ray right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, step one. Right. Um, you should... Uh, you should go to uh, the bar, the Pikey on Sunset, with former Jordan Jesse Go guest Colton Dunn, sure, and get drunk while he explains the difference between Star Trek Voyager and Star <laughs> Trek Next Generation. Sure, <laughs> that's gonna you're gonna want to do that for about two hours. Yeah, so just let that sit for about two hours. Sure, you're gonna want to walk home. Yeah, you're gonna want to get home, and there to be not a lot of food in the house. Can I ask you? Couldn't he just say Whoopi Goldberg? Uh, you're going to want a more in-depth explanation. Gotcha. Okay. I want to I want to make sure this marinates. Right. Gotcha. Exactly. I mean, I guess you could just microwave this all, but yeah. you see what I'm getting at. <laughs> you're getting drunk There's over a the craft course of two- here. Right. There's I a understand. craft here. So you get home. Make uh, probably You probably should not have gone shopping in at least a week. Okay. So there's a weird disparate amount of food in the house, but also you're very hungry. The food that's in your house doesn't match the other food in your house. Exactly. Gotcha. These are random bits of food. There's gotcha. a lot more Freon in your fridge than any food items. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, cool. it's a Freon storage box <laughs> at this point. Yeah. So here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to brown a corn tortilla in mm-hmm. a frying pan. Right. Just grease up the frying pan. Put a little, you know, canola oil or something in there. You're going to want to brown up this tortilla. As though you were about to make a, a taco. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, flip it over. Put a little uh, – put a, put a slice of cheddar cheese on the sure. tortilla because that's what you got. Sure. Uh, and then uh, you're going to want to put that aside. Right. You're going to want to boil a hot dog uh-huh. and in that same pan cook two pieces of bacon. Okay. While With this underwater, uh, you boil the bacon. No, you're not. No, you're boiling the hot dog. You're cooking the bacon in the pan that you cooked the tortilla in. Gotcha. It's getting a little complicated. Gotcha. Okay. While all this is going on, sure. Eat half of a red velvet marijuana bonbon. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. Sure. So by the time this is done, you have a nice body high. Right. Okay. So you're going to want to put the hot dog after it's done. Right. Drain the water. Put the hot dog on the tortilla. Put the two strips of bacon on the hot dog. And then just dump those pickles on there. <laughs> brine and all? Yeah. Brine, just all the brine into yeah, the taco yeah. as well? Pure okay. pure brine. You're going to want to get a lot of brine moisture on there. Uh, garnish liberally with whatever sriracha is left in the bottle. And there you go. 
Wow, that sounds really good. And so, yeah. That he, sounds really good. Mm-hmm. No, it does sound and good. And that's something everybody can do at home. You know, that is Provided like... you're friends with Colton Dunn and uh, you have a uh, <laughs> red velvet marijuana bonbon. That's sort of like a, that's like a bachelor's tasting flight. Yeah, exactly. Sure, sure. It's like a cheese board. <laughs> it's every category of everything you'd ever want. Yeah, yeah a cheese board for it's Friday and I went shopping. Uh, I went shopping on Monday. I like. I. I. You know what? That sounds really great. Let's get you a cooking show. I totally. Do you think you could demonstrate this in front of a live studio audience? Well, I mean, part of it is going from one place to another is coming back from a bar, and right. I want that to be part of it. Could we put the audience in uh, one of those open-top buses and have them watch as you drive your Scion towards the, <laughs> towards the cold, towards Colton Dunn? Yeah. Well, this is a walk-in situation. We can, what if they brought their own signs? Some brought Voyager signs. Some brought oh, Next Generation yes. signs. Sure. One guy has a Deep Space Nine sign because he loves Ferengis. <laughs> Get some cosplay going in there. Did, yeah. Is that something? Is that, I like oh, yes. I mean, I correct? can't. You're I totally correct. I, I've literally never seen that show. Ferengi. I remember someone telling me about Ferengis. Yes. I don't know if every time he'll be explaining the difference between Star Trek The Next Generation and Star Trek Voyager. It uh-huh. could be various alien conspiracies. Oh. So people can, <laughs> people can cosplay as just whatever we happen to be talking Not about Not in the, the Star time. Trek universe. In our universe. No, in the real world. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, there's a difference? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, another thing that we have demanded on this program, and by the way, just because someone sent me some pickled beets and some pickled carrots, and by the way, I appreciate that these pickled carrots are not spicy pickled carrots, Mm because I already have like three jars of spicy pickled carrots that I've accumulated. I don't like spicy pickled carrots. I only like regular pickled carrots. So... Thank you for considering that in sending me these. I won't share these with Jordan. Next thing. We demanded some some Danes came to visit our office here at MaximumFun.org. They were a group. Not so great. They were a group. <laughs> Not so great. They were a group of Danish public media broadcasters. Although, as it turned out, when I, when I talked to them about what their show was, they have a morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is like a questioning, an- question answering morning show, sort of like uh, our friend Helen Zaltzman's great show, Answer Me This. Uh, but it's on in Danish, on Danish radio. And they were really disappointed at how few listeners we have to everything. And they were like, I guess we're surprised that you have less listeners because we have 17 million listeners. One third of the population of Northern Europe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like, things a million assholes. I let you come visit me and I brought you to have pastrami. You don't have that in Denmark. Okay, anyway. So I got, I had told them that we had a lot of fans in Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe me. So I came on this program and demanded that our fans in Northern Europe demonstrate that they were real fans by sending us. Funny candies, preferably with some sort of racist caricature on the outside. We have a package here from Florian from Rotterdam. Uh, it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see what we got. It is a it is a fair size box. Okay. Does anything have box. Does anything have Donald Duck on it? We got some Most ho- things. We got some Rademacher Hopjes here. Mm. You guys know about Rademacher Hopjes? I don't. Nope. Uh, well, it's Danigi. Hey, that I, that package is open. Somebody's been into the Rademacher Hopjes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, these are coffee bonbons, or coffee bonbons, in Denmark talk. Oh, okay, wow. what, Jordan? You're gonna have to eat a little bit of candy. I know that you don't eat. I can, sugar, I, can but... I can have a little bit of candy for for these purposes. Yeah. Okay. We yeah. got some natural like 
Klunen-Smostentoffen Lempur citrons. Oh, I love the Klunen-Smostentoffen. That's Napoleon brand. (laughs) (laughs) This could be your Waterloo. Okay. Oh, Ritter Sport with Dark Hole Hazelnuts. That's pretty fucking good. Yes. Jordan, you want that? Yeah, that I'll is have a the Ritter treat. Spore. Okay. This looks fun. I'm having Here's, the coffee bonbon. Here's some more coffee bonbons. putting it all, like every type of this candy, just just going crazy with it, doing like a soda suicide with every single hard oh. candy. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, initial thoughts, R.E. coffee bonbon. Okay. And this is reaffirming a prejudice that I have. Right. In that... What is sweets to foreigners is medicine to us. <laughs> they real like I feel like I feel like if you took if you took a if you took someone from Europe out to Baskin and Robbins, they're like, this is okay, but I would love to drink a bottle of Dimatac. <laughs> like that is on the plus side, Jordan, those warts on your forearm have cleared up. That's true. <laughs> from that coffee bonbon, I can only presume. My Herman's headache has completely gone away. <laughs> Oh man! Well, apparently, apparently the uh, Rotterdammers also have um, Haribo Gold Baron. Mm. Oh, we have Haribo. Yeah, we've got Haribo. We're not going to eat that. They right have now. those at Old Navy. Come on, eat this. <laughs> do they have those at Old Navy? <laughs> they do. Yeah, this they is, totally do. I already cra- I already cracked this one open. This is Cleaner uh, Nearlanch Engenschut. <laughs> since Sounds since eighteen seventy six, this is Cridged Peggles. There's I'm, Salmiac Cridge Pebbles and Mint Cridge Pebbles. The Napoleon packaging actually has a little cartoon of Napoleon on it. Yeah. He's conquering less advanced societies. <laughs> yeah. Using Through deliciousness. Delicious, <laughs> delicious flavor of his lemon candies. Okay. This is I'm eating uh here. Re- eat mm-hmm. a clip eat a clip schnager. Excuse me? <laughs> a clip. <laughs> That's this, what you lesbians do, isn't it? You guys figured it out and put uh-huh. it into a candy. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. This, this candy Napoleon is... candy is way too big. I feel like I've, you know, opened myself up to joking with that statement, but it's look at my mouth. Sure. You can spit it a look here. The, yeah, do this? you think Napoleon I'll... demanded that the candy be big because of his short man syndrome? Absolutely. You can spit it into this box. How about okay. that? I'm gonna I'm gonna toss my uh, oh. gonna toss my lozenge candy in here too. What are you oh. eating? Are you eating the clips? The sands? lesbian candy. <laughs> okay, which one did you eat? The black. There's two. Okay, now oh, we should one. describe what these look like. <laughs> these look like a large mouse turd, like an oversized really mouse turd. And there's black ones and white ones. Which one did you eat? Oh, the white one. The so it's white like a one. mouse turd that's been out for a really long time. What I think Ugh. what I think these are. I've been eating these. Mm-hmm. I've gotten mm-hmm. kind of into them. I think what they are is maybe salted mints and salted licorices. Holy, Ooh. this is uh, this is clenal clitoris. <laughs> they taste like a disgusting Mike and Ike. They re- oh. wait, good and plenty, a good yes. and plenty, a terrible, terrible good and plenty. Oh, yeah, you're right. Jeez, this is yeah. That's <laughs> that exact- affirms your medicine. I don't. I don't like. I don't like the good version of this. <laughs> the bad version of this. It, it's they feel dirty in my mouth. <laughs> they do. they, they, they roll these like in the dust. Eating Ugh. New York City or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, people. Do, yeah, <laughs> yes. It tastes. It, it tastes like the trash has all just been thrown out on the sidewalk. <laughs> okay, uh, Florian says. Florian says all the best from the ne- Netherlands. I'm sending you Dutch coffee bonbons in the hope that they'll trigger a caffeine flashback for Jesse. 
uh, I think he enjoyed. Not long ago, I ate, I drank half of a an eight ounce Dr Pepper um, before the show, and I was I was very busy. I had a lot to say <laughs> uh, because I had not had caffeine in like uh, two years, and so I was very very active. This um, uh, I'm going to say this Ritter Sport is very tasty. This hazelnut chocolate bar. Well, I think Ritter Sport you can just get at Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, right. Don't you Absolutely. think you can get a Ritter Sport at Trader Joe's? Oh for sure. I mean, it's like the Haribos. Like, don't just send us Gold Baron. Come on now. We already know about Gold Baron. Sure. Send us Platinum Baron, certainly. <laughs> okay. It's now- the millipedes of the candy world. <laughs> Slightly more valuable. Okay. Cover me in tomato. <laughs> so you guys aren't you guys aren't on board for those for those licorice mints? No, no, no. I kind of like them. Absolutely not. <laughs> Can I tell you what? I kind of like them. Congratulations. I like the black ones better You're than the white ones. You're a licorice guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we got one more thing called platy salmiac cheese. Old Hollinch Snope. <laughs> Can I tell you about the ingredients that, the, of this? It, the packaging of that looks like something you would buy at the Army Surplus store. Yeah. It looks like it, it looks like it might be a dehydrated meal. <laughs> the product itself looks like some kind of uh, also looks like something you would buy at the uh, Army Surplus store. Like it looks like a fire starter of some kind. Oh, Over yeah. here, it looks like a pair of socks. It's so. <laughs> black. It's like little black diamonds. It sort of reminds me of you know how in some playgrounds. They have like pieces of rubber <laughs> yes. instead of sand. Mm-hmm. That's what this looks like. It's that's not what's in it though. I'll tell you what's in it. Uh, you got your tarwablom, you got your molasses, you got your sulker, you got your uh, salmlac zout, seven point nine percent salmac zout, your block drop, and your glucose fructose sestrup. I think we know what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Half of those sound like racial slurs. You got your Kluwer Stauff E-153, your Zout. Yep. You got to get some Zout in there. Dirty Zouts. It's not, it's, not a, it's not a Netherlands candy unless it has some laundry detergent in it. <laughs> uh, you, got a Ro- you got a Roma and, of course, Glansmittal. So what – okay. So what is the reason – what is the reason for foreign candies being so gross? Is it that we have these unsophisticated American taste buds that we've just been bombarded with chemicals and, you know, yellow dyes and stuff? Or is it that the candy is actually gross? I don't know. I think uh, everyone else in the world thinks our chocolate is gross. Yeah. Because uh, it's too sour. Okay. And milky and not chocolatey enough, which is true. Totally true. Yeah, 100% true. About that. Okay, have some of these. Some oh, of these. wow, they're why, really yeah, flat. I can see how weird, flat it is now. But why the weird mints and licorices and uh, just oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. I feel like maybe I shouldn't do this, but no, hey. No, eat it. Whoa. It looks like a science project. Don't eat that handful. Just eat one. <laughs> eh. <laughs> wow. Holy mackerel. Yeah, same thing. It just tastes that like... That tastes like an emotion. I don't... How do you... <laughs> tastes like jealousy. Yes, <laughs> it does. It's a huge oh. mouthful of jealousy. Oh Thank you for God. the mouthful. Oh, you saved my life. Oof. Holy mackerel. What yeah, is, I ate too. That is, is amazing. On What's this? the matter with you, country? Oh, I think that's real salted licorice, right? Holy crap. It tastes like a combination of licorice. <laughs> the base note is licorice. The top notes, the coating. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my god! It gets worse as it goes. <laughs> it's it eats... stuck in my teeth. 
It eats like it's like I just threw a handful of salt into my mouth, and it's only cut with like lemon juice or something. <laughs> you know what it tastes like? It tastes really similar to like sweet and low. If you ever eat sweet and low by itself, which I did as a kid sure. and learned, don't eat sweet and low. Yeah, because it just tastes like salt. Yeah, until it's yeah. like activated by whatever you put it in. That's exactly what it tastes like. Sure. Who boy. Okay, I say. I this, feel like this has like a third stage that it's going to go through in yes. my bowels, and it's not going to be fun. <laughs> like this is going to activate some sort of diarrhea trigger. It's gonna, it's gonna exit the chrysalis. <laughs> sure, right. It's, it's yeah. It's cocooning now. <laughs> okay, so this thing is called. Uh, uh. What I have is two boxes that are roughly the size of a box of, I guess, like pop tarts. Would you say mm-hmm. roughly the size of a yeah. pop tarts, a small pop tarts box? They're called Deruchter. They're UT certified, good inside. Extra poor Royale Hegel. Um, and they're Royale in format mm-hmm. and cacao. And what it is is a picture of a piece of bread, and on the piece of bread is chocolate sprinkles and fruity sprinkles. Mm-hmm. One is chocolate sprinkles. One is fruity sprinkles. Are we sure that's chocolate, or is that more of the? That could be Clinton one Schrager. of those horrible yeah, salty dirt <laughs> gelatin. Yeah, you take you take chocolate sprinkles. I exactly any chocolate, and I'll take fruity sprinkles. And there's a thing on the side that you like pull open. Okay, so I guess according to the box, you're supposed to just pour these sprinkles or jimmies onto a slice of bread. How do you pour sprinkles on bread? I ha- How is that? Anything? Is there butter involved? You're gone. Yeah, is it really bread. chocolate? Um. Uh, yeah, this is okay. This just tastes like hazelnut. A, yeah, it just tastes Whoa. like a um, yeah, this mouthful is, of chocolate. It's fine. This fruity one tastes pretty good. A couple of those fruits. Yeah, I kind of want to have that on my bread now. Just <laughs> a slice of white bread. <laughs> that is what is in the picture. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm. It tastes like tiny little donuts. You know, like the tops well, of I tiny little donuts. I do not like donuts. the fruit ones. <laughs> oh, really? You against that? Yeah, I'm against these fruities. It, yeah, it just tastes like um, ground up Smarties, which I do not like. <laughs> That's that's salted. Chocolates are good though. That salted licorice is a. It is way past what because here's the thing, this other thing tastes like salted licorice, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I kind of liked that. Yeah, and then I ate this thing. This thing is like a fucking nightmare. It's like a prank gum. Yeah, it's like the gum you buy as a <laughs> right. prank yeah. to give to somebody. Mm-hmm. It is just pure madness. You, yeah, you would buy that next to a, a, a canister of fart powder. <laughs> yes, and a buzzer, hand buzzer. Yeah, hey, quality hand buzzer. Yeah, no, I think I think uh, I think uh, I think Max Fun uh, Con attendees will. Uh, I could I could probably best describe the taste as like malort, like oh. it's that like kind of um, bitter. Oh, well, See, I guess I like Chicagoan, you probably know. Yes. I love Malort, actually. Mm. No, okay. you don't. It, it doesn't bother me at all. No oh, yeah. one loves Malort. The first time I had it was at Max MaxFunCon last year, and I was like so battening down the hatches, like, this is going to be disgusting, and you're going to want to vomit, and then I drank it and was like, oh. No. Can you also drink, like, Jägermeister? Yes, but I don't prefer it. Okay. Because... You would prefer a Malort to a Jägermeister? Yes. Okay. Any day. I would call Malort Jägermeister's more disgusting cousin. Absolutely. We should explain what Malort is. Yeah. Malort is uh, an unusual, has the flavor, it's a liquor within a, the flavor of an unusual botanical, mm-hmm. which is to say wormwood, which is the same thing that's in uh, uh, absinthe, mm-hmm. and it's basically the bitterest thing. So it tastes, when it, I tasted some this year, uh, it just tastes like booze when it's in your mouth. And then afterwards, it it tastes for an hour or so inside your mouth like 
you just ate a dead animal or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just... I would say that's more like plant matter. Yeah, plant matter, right. <laughs> well, like... see, I'm a vegetarian. Maybe that's uh, why okay. I've never eaten meat. I'm just used... That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> I feel like dead plant matter. Mouthful of plant right. matter. Every day. Sure. Right. So it tastes delicious to me. Okay. It's like eating... It's impressive. I'm impressed that you, you would, like, casually drink it. Yeah, and it's I mean, very cool. I haven't really since then, but because yeah. people, especially in Chicago, they'll get it as a joke for you, like, oh, hey, want a shot? And then you're like, sure, okay. And then they give you Malort, mm. and then they just stare at you. Yeah. So I've made it a purpose to be like, oh, God, and then it doesn't bother me at all. Oh, nice. Okay. Steel trap. Well, <laughs> sounds like you're pretty great, Rhea. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're great. You I'm really, pretty you really, awesome. You really freak the fuck out when you put one of those salted Licorices in your did. mouth. <laughs> Different thresholds. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher, Lady James Dean. You know what? We had a lot of fun eating those things. Super good. We're going to get letters. Why Do you are you think... eating things on the air? <laughs> are you racist? Yeah. I did a um, – our buddy Ron Babcock does a really funny video series for the Food Network's website where comedians eat gross things. Uh, and I did one where I ate balut, um, which is a Filipino delicacy, which is a egg, like a hard-boiled egg, but the chicken is almost all the way born. Oh, jeez, oh, Louise. And this was one of the grossest things How did I've you ever. Do that? I started gagging as it was going. Like it, you open it up, and it has eyes. It has oh, eyes. God. And uh, yeah, I guess as a vegetarian, this is the grossest thing in oh, the world. Oh, I mean, I can handle it, but it's totally gross. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> You're like, well, I'm ovo lacto. I eat eggs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No I super it, do. I'm really not that far away. <laughs> it looks like it looks like it was designed by H.R. Geiger. Like yes. it was so gross looking uh, and I I tried to eat this thing and just couldn't I I like gagged and it fell on the floor and it was really oh, gross no. and I, I I had some dry heaves because of it and then in the comment section of the video is just talking about how racist I am because I couldn't eat it oh come on yeah because I was I was slamming a Filipino street delicacy that it was my like xenophobia that was causing that to be to, to me to have that reaction yeah, I mean, you do hate Filipinos. I do, but it's just because they're shifty. Remember <laughs> remember the other day when you were talking about how there was a discrepancy in your bank account mm -hmm. and you thought it was because of DJ Qbert? <laughs> right. I stand by that. I stand by that. Well, there's not a lot of other Filipinos for me to name. We already did that whole thing about the uh, about Apple D apps. Yeah. So. Oh, my friend Mike Espino from high school. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who I hate. <laughs> Oh, we have fun. Hey, uh, let me ask you this, Rhea. You're are, you're originally from the Midwest, correct? Correct. Where Where are you from originally? Akron, Ohio. Oh, an Ohioan. An Ohioan, indeed. I like and, to call it the uh, thinking man's Indiana. Oh, that's, <laughs> I don't refer to that state. Had you lived for some time in Chicago before you came out here? Yes, I lived in Chicago for like five years, I think, with okay. some Oregon dashed in there for flavor. Sure. Lived in Eugene for like eight months. Mm -hmm. The you were seasonal logging work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I like to log in the summer mm -hmm. and then head on back to Chicago. And your survivalist group, of Absolutely, course. Absolutely, yes. Mm -hmm. My lesbian survivalist group. <laughs> how how do you find how do you find Los Angeles <laughs> relative to uh, Chicago? 
Well, I mean, be the careful weather... not to say anything bad about Chicago because Chicagoans will write you letters for the next ten years. Oh, I will not say anything bad mm-hmm. about Chicago because Good. I love that city and Great I place. miss it mm-hmm. so much. It's Great like my place. adopted home because I spent you know more time in Akron, but it's both too cold and too hot. But besides that, all the it's time, about as good as it gets. Yes, absolutely. Food's good, but it's hot. You know, yeah. transportation's great, but it's cold. So, what about what about Los Angeles though? It's a less sophisticated city, perhaps than uh, arguably than Chicago. Well, how so? How do you think it's? Well, you know, you have a you have a high class uh, artsy institutions in Chicago. Sure. You got a theater scene, which mm-hmm. you don't really have. I mean, there is a theater scene in Los Angeles, but it's just I'm not famous enough to be on television right. anymore. But mm-hmm. I still want to trade on my fame rather than my talent. <clears throat> Otherwise known as servers. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean. That is true. There's like kind of a indie vibe in Chicago that I haven't. Maybe I just haven't found it yet in Los Angeles. Do you Angeles. think everyone's just sad because it's so cold and or hot? <laughs> I think so. I mean, it really like it's really, causing them to relate to the music of Connor Oberst. More. Absolutely, it really pounds <laughs> yeah, you so, into the pavement yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, that's where Wilco's from. So oh, there sure. you go. Yeah, yeah. What's a good What's a good thing that What's a good thing that you like about Los Angeles? Well, I absolutely love the fact that, like, I don't like heat. I'm learning that I don't like heat at all. Like, I wore pants today to be outside. You that know was what? really stupid of me. You know me. what? I prefer Thief to heat. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Michael Mann movies. Me yeah. too. Yeah. I love that movie. That's that a great movie. fight sequence, the thing he does with it, Jimmy Kahn. Okay. <laughs> Watch Thief. It's so great. It's so, I'm still trying to get that on Wham Bam Pal. If, one of these days, we will talk about it. I got your back on that one. Thief Thank is you, one of my Jesse. favorites. Yeah. Send a letter on up to Cameron about that. If you like Drive, just be aware that Drive is basically a feature-length tribute to to Thief. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So, yes, watch Thief and then realize you can't really ever wear pants if you're going to be outside in Los Angeles for more than five minutes. Yeah, I got to wear shorts here. Yes, I'm wearing shorts right now. I hate myself for it, but you got to do it. I, you know, I think I think you're pulling it off. Well, thank I you. I think it, I think it looks fun in summary. Thank you. Yeah. I tried to go for the. I'm starting to understand why you leave your button-up shirt unbuttoned occasionally in Los Angeles. Seems like a sure, right thing. Now I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think <laughs> now. I think you are maybe confusing Los Angeles and teen in a cereal commercial. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I confuse those all the time. That's mostly who wears a plaid shirt unbuttoned over a uh, graphic tee. But I try to live my life as I am a teen in a. Oh, no, that's good. Sure. You know? Like yeah. just popping into the kitchen and popping back out. Yeah. It's like most of my existence. Rolling your eyes at dad. <laughs> yeah. That asshole. Walkman. <laughs> when you saw those commercials as a child, mm-hmm. and I mean, as a teenager, you don't relate to anything because you're upset about everything. Yes. But as like a 12-year-old, were you always confused about what world these kids who were headed to the Honeycomb hideout lived in? You know what I mean? Like with all these skateboards and elbow pads in solid colored t-shirts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I feel like I just felt like that's I feel like I felt like I was wrong for not behaving like that. Gentle I'm like, intensive. oh, this is I should be fucking doing I should be doing more of this. So much, I really need a treehouse. So much yeah. gel in all the boys' hair. A lot of gel. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So many spiky oh, yeah. do's. Spiky updos. So many updos. I feel like I feel like your modern kid is a lot cooler than like is a lot cooler than we were as kids. Like I feel like if they you watch Skrillex now. they got Skrillex. Yep. Like I feel like um you know every every commercial that's on, you know, Cartoon Network is some, you know, some version of like an indie web comic and is, you know, <laughs> hip and weird on purpose and fun. But yeah, we our, ours was like Sunny D purple stuff. Like that <laughs> yeah. that would seem so uh that would seem so ridiculous to kids now, I think. Yeah, it, w- it must be hard to be, to parse that though. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? If if every if every commercial for Sunny D, yeah, is it takes the form of a Daniel Klaus comic, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I was oh, this is a good example. I was talking to our friend uh, Brandon Bird, sure, the painter of light, about uh, teenage <laughs> teenage mutant ninja turtles continuity. Mm-hmm. And what a- else would the two of you be talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, you're not that into Star Wars. So. <laughs> sure, exactly. <laughs> we've got to we got to find we got to find a common ground, right? Um, uh, and apparently uh, there is a Ninja Turtles cartoon that was released a few years ago. I guess they just keep making Ninja Turtles stuff and it's just always on and kids always like it. Apparently there was a crossover episode where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of our youth went through a portal to meet the current Ninja Turtles. And oh. they just – and they spent the whole time making fun of how lame they were. <laughs> wow. And then them like saying cowabunga and loving pizza was like so lame. And then I guess the modern Ninja Turtles just spent the whole cartoon rolling their eyes. What are the modern turtles into? Sushi? I was going to say sushi. <laughs> They're probably totally into sushi. That's amazing. They are all voiced by Jeremy Piven. Like, so. <laughs> we're, we're really into bibimbap now. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess the portal they went through was probably a sewer grate. Oh, I don't know. It probably was. You're probably right. <laughs> Did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like skateboarding? Uh, yeah, I think so. I can. I think I can recall a skateboarding uh, version of an action figure. Yeah. I think the my main memory of watching television in my youth is not understanding why all boys were on skateboards at all <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, like just every boy and every and I was like, I didn't know people that skateboarded like completely outside of my I just remember being so baffled by just everyone riding around on a skateboard yes constantly do you guys know I was like a serious skateboarder for many years no I I competed in a Vans contest in Cleveland all right I got got (laughs) third that's one of the top ones yeah it super is what are you street vert uh street okay yeah no vert tube yeah tube I like to tube a lot uh huh not a player. I just tube a lot. Sure. <laughs> I like to gleam that the cube. Awesome, that would be a really awesome redneck t-shirt, by the way. <laughs> yes. Not a play. I just tube a lot. <laughs> and it's just a dude holding a beer up in a oh, tube. Man. And then the back tag can say, float on, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah. we just got rich. Yes, we super did. Yeah. Stop the show. Why are we still podcasting? Make this t-shirt. We just invented we just need to go clothing. We just need to go to every spring break ever. It's Big Johnson style novelty t-shirts, but yeah. they're all about tubing. All tubing. We just fuck. We're fucking Duck Dynasty rich now. <laughs> Man. We're going to take get this tube. shit up to Oregon. We're going to get Tube Dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then they're going to create a crazy reality show about oh, us. Oh, this is going to be great. Anybody got a crazy uncle? Uh, no, but they can cast one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's totally. not not an issue for these things. As necessary, <laughs> yeah, as necessary. Um, that's go- so. You- Maybe you can be classic character actor M. Emmett Walsh. Rhea, can I ask? <laughs> can I ask you a question here? Absolutely. Why skateboard? The thing I don't understand about skateboarding, and I was just at the metro station wondering this, is how can teenagers, especially Especially teenage boys, but in the, including teenage lesbians. Absolutely. Um, and the occasional teenage uh, straight lady. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Once, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Once in a thousand years. <laughs> um, how can they bear to do a thing that is so dopey and uncool so much of the time relative to how much it's successful? Like how – that's really – because when I see people skateboarding that aren't skateboarding for transportation – 
they're just fucking up over and over yep. and over and over and over forever. And they've just seemed to have achieved a peace with that. And then when they do something, I'm completely – it seems like, great, you turned your skateboard around. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an elusive dream that you're constantly – you're constantly going for that brass ring of a big kickflip. How can people – how can a culture so identified with being a slacker – have picked a primary activity that requires so much fucking practice. I have no idea. I mean, I started doing it because I was so bored, you know, uh-huh. in Ohio. So it was like a perfect right. activity because you just get to hang out. Because people that's are what's, super bored. Yeah, I think you're I just think, bored, and then right. you can't. It's like a sport that you can't. I think immediately it is just pick like, up. Yeah, and like, you just have to keep. And then you're just then you get kind of at least I did got addicted to falling. Because you, like, kind of feel, I don't know, it's yeah. a crazy weird addiction to be, like, slamming into the ground a bunch for fun, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, let me let me posit a theory, too. Just in my little time I spent trying to skateboard and surf and et cetera, it, you, like, falling off and, like, bailing, you feel cool doing it. Totally. Like, you don't, like, to someone driving by, you just look like you know, a little wiener who fell down. Mm-hmm. But I think you feel the rush. I think there's a rush associated with like almost doing it or falling and thinking you're going to get hurt and you don't or maybe you get a little bit hurt. I think that feels intense and it feels cool because, I mean, with every, you know, with every skateboard video where they're doing stuff, there's a little segment of bails at the end, yep. which is like also cool. And it's, you know, and if, you know, you don't have – Bad Religion explicitly playing in your headphones, it's playing in your head, and you feel super cool. So I think that, right, yeah, but when you're just driving by some kids, they just look like little wieners falling down. But in their head, there's this whole, you know, sporting intensity going on. Totally. I I guess I had never – it seems very obvious you having said it, Rhea, but the idea of just being super bored, it is a perfect activity for – because it's so repetitive, it's so (sighs) – you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can just go – like the, the the teenagers that I saw doing it today, um, just two of them were sitting on the ground outside the subway station. The other one was just going up and down a, a mild incline. Yep. Yeah, you <laughs> but, just sit around and do like absolutely nothing all day and then yeah. you like pay energy to the skateboarding gods. It's like a weird punk rock thing of like throwing yourself around. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's what a religion. Was the, so, <laughs> of course. What was the uh, – did you ever think about you would turn pro as a skateboarder? Did you ever think about, oh, I can take this all the way? Yeah. I mean, I I think I made the distinct decision to go to college instead of going after skateboarding. Oh, interesting. I was skating like my entire high school experience, mm-hmm. super into it. Then I started college and I was like going to drop out and move here Yeah, to like be – a skateboarder because at the time there weren't that many female skateboarders and it was like oh i might actually be able to do this yeah because like i'm into it and i like to do it a lot and like i'm okay at it Mm -hmm. and there's like nobody else like i won't have much competition but then you know jordan maybe both of you guys know the answer Mm -hmm. to this question because you both have experience in this area how does a professional skateboarder get paid do people pay to go see skateboarding uh, sponsors? Yeah, they're sales, like board right. sales and stuff like that. You got a signature board. Yep. You got a signature shoe. Yep. Wheels. Then, uh, yeah. All kinds of stuff. Maybe but they... just like like the number 23 skateboarder, he's got a signature shoe? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think he has a lesser yeah. – he has a lesser shoe that like – and the kids like him because he's more punk rock and not sold out like the other guys. Oh. I mean, even though he's yeah. not as good. Like these days, a shoe company has like 10 – 
pro shoes and then they have 10 non-pro shoes. So then when you're like building up, you get stuff for free and you don't get paid yet. It's kind of just like doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> there are probably a lot of parallels. You free for a really long time and yeah. they give you maybe drink tickets. Sure. And that's your flow. Mm-hmm. And then you start getting paid for it. So you're doing stand-up comedy for the free sneakers, am I understanding Yes, this it's for the shoes. Yeah. I'm a bit of a shoes horse. Yeah, you're a Monster Energy comedian, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sponsored <Yeah>. by Monster. <laughs> I'd like to see the Red Bull comedy tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? It's just Joe Rogan tells a joke and then he punches you. <laughs> yeah, but but you're watching it through a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan, Jesse, go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Rhea Butcher. Lady Bye. James Dean. By the way, just conf- – I'm sorry I interrupted Quite your right. dramatic I was a pause. Late. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, Rhea Butcher, by the way, coming to BoatParty.biz hey, along with the hilarious Cameron Esposito. Going to be on a boat. And uh, recently confirmed Jonah Ray. Check Fantastic. it out. Fantastic. Jonah Ray. So it's going to be – I mean this is going to be quite the boat party. Probably coming to BoatParty.biz. Listen, if you're out there and you haven't already got your ticket to BoatParty.biz – Get your fucking head on straight. Like, Where are your are you priorities? Doing? Just probably trying to do a double ollie. Hm. Yeah. Like a double ollie switch, kick flip, revert. Sure. Yeah, double switching crack between flip, mm-hmm. flip yeah. fart. In, invert. Frankfurt. Fit picky. <laughs> switch. <laughs> Man, you know what would be a fun job? Hmm. Guy that names skateboard tricks. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a flapjack. Yeah. There are some really great names for skateboarding tricks. Are you guys aware of the Madonna? That's a trick. Oh, sure. And then the reverse of that is called a Sean Penn because at the time they were dating. Right. It really oh. dates that really dates that <laughs> trick. Wow. <laughs> That's my favorite pair. There's the Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder. <laughs> this is the Wino Forever. Oop, I mean, <laughs> Ugh. That's like the, the funniest thing Johnny Depp ever absolutely. did. Like he gets gets a million points for that every time. Every time I'm like, ah, oh, Johnny Depp sucks. I'm like, nah, never mind. That yeah. thing's, that's that wino forever thing's pretty funny. That was a that was a really good uh, triple backwards Fido Dido you just executed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, things from 1991. Okay, up on the jumbotron this week. To Will from Jess, happy 30th birthday. I'm looking forward to 30 more years of adventures. Oh, so these are their twins then? Mm, I think they've been married since they were born. Oh, okay. This is a birth marriage? Yeah, that's my best bet. It's a Klingon birth marriage, right? I love a birth marriage. Are you a Star Trek? I think the Ferengis. The Ferengis do do birth marriages. (laughs) Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg always officiates. Hey, uh, Jumbotron message number two. This is for Matt Brown from Katie. Happy Father's Day, Matt Brown. You are an even better dad than I thought you would be, and I knew you'd be great. I'm so excited that we could get to be parents together. Thank you for being such a sweet, wonderful dad to our sweet, sweet baby and such a supportive, caring, and funny parenting partner. June and I are very lucky ladies, and we love. Message cut off, but I'm sure they're full of love. (laughs) I I take that to mean. And we love the new David Bowie album. (laughs) He still got it. This goes off on a weird tangent. (laughs) But it means something to him, I guess. This is really, there's a whole part about the price is right. (laughs) The differences between Bob Parker and, wow, very analytical. Yeah. Um, yeah, Jumbotron. That was a lot of fun. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, go to MaximumFun.org slash 
Jumbotron. If you want to sponsor any upcoming episodes of Jordan, Jesse, Go, email us at, or excuse me, email Teresa at mm-hmm. Teresa, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, at MaximumFun.org. And hey, while you're at it, why not ask about sponsoring Wham Bam Pow? Am I right, Rhea? Yeah, you are right. Ask that. Are you out there, Vans off the wall? <laughs> sure. Get us off the wall we're both, into your ears. Hey, we're both wearing them. We are. So there Vans you go. Twins. Yeah. Are, are you out there, Aerobie Corporation? <laughs> <laughs> Can we get some free Aerobies, the world's greatest flying disc? <laughs> Just talking about cool extreme stuff. Oh, sure. Are you out there, Canoe? <laughs> Can you send us one of you? Excuse me. Can you uh, send yourself to us? Devil Sticks? Oh, are you yeah. listening? <laughs> you know what, Rhea? Yes, Devil Sticks is listening. <laughs> I, I fucking guarantee you. Can I tell you something about, on just on the subject of Devil Sticks, you and things that I've talked about on this program mm-hmm. that have upset significant sure. portions of our audience? Um, I was walking to get a teriyaki bowl the mm-hmm. other day. I'm not bragging but that's the well, kind of lifestyle that sure, i lead yeah, yeah. It, I got, teriyaki i got you can eat fancy foreign food like that i got beef and chicken hey <laughs> i didn't stop oh, at boy. beef or chicken mm. i got beef and chicken okay on my way over to the teriyaki place the teriyaki place i'm gonna say seven eight blocks from here okay um but you know i like to take a mid-afternoon constitutional it's nice gets my gets my belly ready for lunch and i can eat like a disgusting animal so I get out to the teriyaki place. It's right by the hospital. It's a hospital nearby here. It's a pretty nondescript area, except that there's also a circus there. <laughs> what? There's a circus? Get out of my fucking neighborhood, circus. Oh, wow. Who told a circus they could come now into my racist. normal <laughs> neighborhood where I rent an office it's that not is there. not a parking lot neighborhood that is not at the pl- outside the cow palace in Daly City, <laughs> California. We're talking about just a, there's houses here, houses there, a hospital there. Oh, here's a fucking circus. <laughs> it's not there permanently though, right? It'll pack up and leave. I don't know. I just, it literally was a big ass tent mm-hmm. and a giant sign that said circus. That seems fishy. That seems That's... a little too on the nose. Do you, do you think... think it's a trap? Do you think this could be uh, the what remains of the Saddam Hussein re- re- regime? Could be. Planning a terrorist <laughs> yeah. attack on a major city? Yeah. Could could be. Be. We will tell them that we are a circus. Yeah, it says fun circus for Americans, right? <laughs> that was the sign? <laughs> it did say fun circus for Americans. I think you should have to do, you know, like Welcome, if you're... Obama. Fun circus. <laughs> Not to trap. You know how it's my if, racist if you're a um, you know how if you're like a sex offender, you move into a no, neighborhood, you have to go yep. door to door and knock and let everybody sure. know. I think circuses should have like I don't the think clown circuses should do it. shouldn't. I don't think circuses shouldn't be allowed to move into a residential neighborhood if there's a yeah. big enough place to set up their tent. But I think they should have to go door to door to so that I know for my children's sake. That circus could happen at any time. I think that the clowns should do it. They should knock on the door and say, hi, there's a circus in town. Oh, also, I'm a sex offender. (laughs) You know. And then they spray you in the face with a (laughs) seltzer bottle. Sure. And then they all get into one tiny, tiny car. (laughs) Right, exactly. It would be – the only thing that would redeem the presence of a circus in my Mm -hmm. neighborhood right now is if a tiny car pulled up in front of the circus and then just a long line of uh, clowns got out and got into the car. That would be pretty funny. And then they drove off to get in and out or whatever. Hmm. You know, they're hungry. Yeah. Get along. Jordan, how would you feel if a fucking circus moved in next door to your house? I don't think it would be pretty cool. 
It would not be cool. There could be bears. Bear, you could get mauled by bears. Trained bears who ride little motorcycles. They're trained to kill. No, they're trying to ride tiny motorcycles, Jesse. Why do you think they're trying to ride tiny motorcycles? To entertain me. No, to be more effective killers. Oh, well, okay. Never mind. I don't like it anymore. I think all you need to defend yourself, though, is one single whip. That's true. Just get really good at a whip, and then you have been meaning to take up whippery. I've seen the movie Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control. I know what it is to be an animal trainer. I know that you don't just need a whip. You also need preternatural self-confidence, which God knows I lack. <laughs> All I can ever think about is what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> whipping, for one thing. I'm terrible at whipping. I and mean, that's going to be the secondary problem. I'm, yep. I'm much better with a whipped cream than I am. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Bull whip. Yeah, with a bull whip. Uh, All you need to do is pop those headphones on and listen to some Devo. (laughs) Sure. Really get it. Is that an instructional song? Yeah. Because the problem is- They're teaching you how to whip it because what if a circus comes to town, that's what Devo's for. You know what? I think that song would help me. You know why? Right now I'm whipping it very bad. Yeah. But it had not- You can have your whip alongside your TV throne. That's a really good point. To establish your dominance. Should I bejewel your retractable? Well, no, that'll, uh, that'll decrease the aerodynamicism. What if I just bejewel the handle? What if I just put a diamond on the tip? Yeah, do that. What if I I dip the tip in industrial diamonds? It's a good idea. Cut the fuck out of any bears that get up in my shit. Yeah. Any fucking sexist clowns. (laughs) Sexist clowns. All clowns are sexist. Hanky, women shouldn't work. (laughs) Hanky. They never should have got the franchise. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bella Abzug (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well we had a lot of fun talking about the circus in the neighborhood We'll be back with calls in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart Jordan Morris, boy detective Rhea Butcher, Lady James Dean I just took a closer look at these pickled uh, carrots Mm Mm-hmm I probably shouldn't have. I'll tell you two reasons. Number one, I realize that as I look at it, the more I look at it, the more I feel like this label was printed out on a computer from like like an Amiga, mm-hmm. like a computer from <laughs> 1988. Like there's really jagged edges on the logo. Yeah. And for a second, I thought it might be because it was supposed to look like needlepoint, but I think it's just really low resolution. It's, it's JPEGed out. I think, there, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of the label is just um, a scenario from Return to Zork. Here's <laughs> here's the other thing that, that makes me concerned about these pickles. Well, I mean, there's the issue that I've asked people to make me pickles, mm-hmm. and their response has been to go to the store and try and buy my love. Mm. Way to go, divorced dad. The other thing is, on the top of this jar of pickles, it says, Googer Fugweb. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Have I been caught up in some Googer's Fugweb? <laughs> That's a Star Trek Voyager episode, actually. Oh, Googer's Fugweb. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, we ask when something momentous happens to you, you call us at 206 984 for F-U-N. We have some telephone calls. Ready, aimed, Sunny D, fire. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. This is Tom from Philly, and uh, I have a kind of momentous occasion. Parked at a stoplight, I just saw what appears to be a spray-painted black Camaro with the Juggalo symbol 
painted on both the front and back, a Hello Kitty sticker in the rear window, and the driver of the vehicle was a, a gentleman with a shaved head and no shirt, and he appeared to be pulling out one of his teeth that were still attached to his gums. Um, I, I don't have any words. Sir. All right. Love the show. Bye. <laughs> there are no words. They this should is, have sent a poet. <laughs> this, is just a, contact. this is just a nightmare you had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, You're I mean, calling us from inside a lucid dream. You chose to dream this. <laughs> How yeah, many was, of the drugs did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Most drugs? All drugs? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, that would that would explain the uh, the tooth removal part of it. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, th- that. Yeah, sure. There's something about what what is it about driving with no shirt on that just seems like the tackiest? Like that's the craziest redneck thing in the world is driving without a shirt on. I yeah. guess there's no like reason it should be, but it just seems like that's Super when tacky. You, that's when you've said fuck it. Like that's that's a really distinct uh, line you've crossed to. Fuck it, town. Yeah. That is a person that then their probably end destination is a place that has a sign that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. <laughs> and they just and turn then around. they get really pissed Fuck that. and get back in their car. They're like, I got cigarettes in here. And then they just leave. <laughs> right. Um, and then they just spend the rest of the evening pacing outside front <laughs> in the, inside the 7-Eleven. Yeah. Just looking inside. That guy buys his cigarettes from a man in the woods. <laughs> right. Artisanal. Right. Yes. Yes. This guy's very concerned with <laughs> with things being artisanal, locally sourced. This guy only eats local. Um, Why won't the cigarette light? Oh, someone whittled it. <laughs> sure. Um, oh, it's a ukulele. Um, yeah. Uka- what ukulele? Excuse me. Um, yeah, I wonder about the Hello Kitty sticker too, where that comes from. But that that kind of seems—I don't know—for some reason I that think makes it probably sense. Comes from the Sanrio store, <laughs> right? It, it makes sense with Juggalo to me in a weird way, though. Really, you like, wouldn't think Bad Bad Botsmaru? Yeah, no, you probably would be Bad Bad Botsmaru. <laughs> would be the Juggalo's favorite uh, character in the Sanrio family. Maybe Peggle the Penguin, Ipple no. the Penguin, I think Iggle the Penguin. Iggle? What's the Penguin's name? I think Peggle. Peggle. Peggle sounds be- right, more right to Fruit me. Ninja the Penguin. My favorite one is definitely Bad Bad Botsmaru. No, I mean, of course. I think he's a frog. Uh, yeah, well, he's a Botsmaru. Oh. Yeah, which is a Japanese prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take our next call. Jordan, Jesse, holy shit. <laughs> like a year and a half ago, I gave birth to a baby in front of a Pizza Hut Taco Bell, and we... Contacted Taco Bell a little while ago just to tell them the story. Uh, a coworker said, "Oh, hey, you might get a gift certificate, whatever, whatever." Huge box just arrived at my door, full of Taco Bell swag, like American Apparel shirts and Chanel baby blankets and fitted caps, all emblazoned with the Live Moss logo and uh, handcrafted jewelry with her name on it for my daughter, and a hundred dollars in gift certificates. Screw San Francisco burritos. Taco Bell is now the new king of Mexican cuisine. Peace. And uh, my husband is on his way to pick me up in his Juggalo car with a Hello Kitty sticker. <laughs> he feels shirtless. What a sad story. Oh, my God. Wow. 
all Some, that Taco Bell swag. I'm guessing that the the little bracelet they made for the girl is it says Gordita. <laughs> I mean, they absolutely had to have named their kid Gordita, right? How much of this swag was made of Doritos? <laughs> like, how much of it was folded? Uh, I can understand though, because I I was talking to our doula. The other day, my mm-hmm. wife's pregnant. We were talking to our doula, and we were considering having the baby at Wing Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, like it's all about where you get the best swag. You yeah. want to have a natural birth <laughs> at Wing Absolutely. Street. And you know, the thing is, when you're really pushing, mm-hmm. sometimes a spicy boneless wing. You oh, yeah. messing with the bones. Yeah, that'll rocket the baby right out. No, no. <laughs> into, a, into, a, into a brass tub filled with blue cheese. <laughs> <laughs> what a, Number one. Thank you for using our show to advertise Taco Bell. <laughs> of all the horrible brands to plug on our show, of all of the remorselessly disgusting companies. Are you suggesting that she should have had her baby in front of a more respectable... Yeah, Le Cirque. Sure. <laughs> yeah, all right. 21. Del Taco? <laughs> yeah, for instance. You can get fries, too. That's true, hey, you can I'm get fries. I'm a huge Taco Bell fan. I yeah. grew up on that stuff. Interesting. I love the Fiesta size. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh-uh. Tiny burritos for oh. even less money. Sure. Well, you know, <laughs> and, and no for one fiestas. Yeah, yeah, for Fiestas. You know, you just get 30 burritos. I was wondering time. why she didn't choose Pizza Hut, too. To, I mean, I guess maybe you go, because it says it was a combo Pizza Hut Taco Bell. Why is she trying to shake down Taco Bell? Yeah. She just wanted them to know the story. <laughs> I'm against this lady. She seemed like a nice woman and she seemed very happy, but I hate her. I don't like her for not going after Pizza Hut for the uh, Back to the Future 2 promotional I... glasses. Cause, <laughs> I, and I, by glasses, I mean sunglasses. I want to have a baby in front of a Pizza Hut just to get that. And, well, she could have gone after uh, Taco Bell for the promotional Demolition Man Absol- glasses, yes. too. There so, you go. If I Re- yeah, that would be a cool thing to do is like like demand outdated because you know they have a vault swag. somewhere. They've totally got a vault of like Taco Man. Yeah, <laughs> Taco Man. <laughs> if I saw this woman on the street, mm-hmm. I'd steal her baby. Mm. And you know how I'd recognize it? It's the covered baby in Taco Bell logos, Taco Bell clothes, yes. <laughs> covered in sour cream and guacamole. Well, it's a supreme baby. <laughs> yes, that's how you can tell it's a supreme baby. <laughs> Little tomatoes on the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> I always take those off. Let's <laughs> oh. mm. yep. take our next call. Hey guys, I'm calling. This is uh, Matt from Poland, Maine. I'm calling to report a momentous occasion. I sound a bit tired, probably, but you'll know why in a second. Uh, last year, I was a two-term member of the Maine Conservation Corps. We uh, build or repair trails. This last week, I was my first week as a team leader. I led a team out into the field. Uh, we lived in tents and uh, we're building a set of rock stairs. Uh, it rained on us all week. Uh, one day, uh, we rescued an old man from the mountain who had gotten fatigued and couldn't get down. Uh, two days after that, there was a giant windstorm where trees were falling in front of and behind us, and we had to chainsaw our way in and out uh, to escape. And then um, there was a day where a 600-pound rock fell on my foot, and I didn't get injured because of my steel toes, but it was still a little scary. Uh, that was a pretty full week, even for MCC, and uh, now it's over. And uh, everything, despite that stuff, went really well. And I'm feeling pretty chuffed about uh, my first week as a leader. 
So that's it. Um, and that's why I sound so tired. Uh, have a good day, guys. I love the show. Bye. I think he's just tired from telling us all that different stuff. <laughs> I think he's tired from trying to make a telephone call with a speaking spell. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'd like to thank this gentleman mm-hmm. for saving our nation from the Great Depression. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't quite understand what his organization is doing, other he's, than he's putting cutting him trails. Okay, he's cutting trails and building a rock staircase. Mm, okay, which. I don't think staircase. I don't think rocks want to be staircase. I don't want to stick. I want to think they want to be rocks. Yeah, maybe that's why one of them jumped on his foot. Here's another concern I have with this call. Sure. How does a 600 pound rock fall on your foot? Number one, how do you know it's 600 pounds? Did sure. you weigh it? I don't think so. Yeah. You didn't bring a. Do your do your like steel gorilla toe... pick it up and you're like that must be 600 pounds? <laughs> that's how much a gorilla can lift. <laughs> well, some steel no toe... more, no less. <laughs> Some steel-toed boots actually have little scales in them. Uh, so I think you guys Does it light up your know. eyes like the needle is in your eyeball? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Like, yeah. like when a cartoon character gets hit with a mallet. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I assumed it was like a Fitbit. Like it tracks yeah. what you've dropped on your foot every oh, day. Oh, yeah. Did... You can get in competitions with your friends. Sure, it connects to an iPhone app. Sure. Right. <laughs> what have you dropped on your foot today? Um, I Okay, so number one, the old man who was quote-unquote fatigued in mm-hmm. the mountains— mm-hmm. He just wanted someone to carry him home. He's a carry. He's a he's a a lazy old person. A typical lazy old conservation (laughs) fetishist. Conservation carrying fetishist specifically. Mm. So he'll go up the mountain where he knows the main conservation corps is going to be. He'll pretend to be fatigued so that a strapping young man will throw him over his shoulder and carry him down the hill back to the home. Uh, When does he jack off? The whole time. Okay. Well, even while down. he's lost? He's an old man. It takes him a long time mm. to reach climax. Sure. Even um, when he's on the back? Still still jerking when he's yo, a absolutely. human backpack? <laughs> yeah, human backpack. <laughs> he is – you've heard of a reach-around, right? Oh, yes. In this case, what he's doing, he's got very long arms, like uh, former basketball star Danielle Marshall. <laughs> sure. Her Gibbon's he, cute. <laughs> and he reaches around the front and back – in. And grabs oh. his own junk around the around mm. the side there. Okay, reach He's, around around. You reach around <laughs> around. Yeah, well, that's the signature move of the conservation fetishist community. Yeah. Sure, the human backpacks they like to call themselves. You know what? I say, don't even conserve Maine. Yeah, let it sweep into the sea. <laughs> sure, is that it? is Maine in danger of becoming uh, sea bound? I guess if it doesn't have enough berms. That's true. Do you, think, do you think the lobsters are just there at the base of Maine, slowly clipping away at it? Like Andy like, Dufresne. Sure. Like yeah, exactly. With putting this tiny, up Raquel this Welsh tiny rock, rock hammer. <laughs> and then the lobsters get out and they just hang themselves because yeah. they, can't, they can't deal with society. They can't deal with I'm the... sick of them bragging about lobsters. Yeah? That's my honest feeling. Yeah. Just because lobsters, you get so many fucking lobsters in Maine. You know what else you have? A 10-month winter. So suck on that, oh, lobster boy. boys. And I don't think your lighthouses are that cool. Yeah. I, lighthouses I are the Oregon completely ones. unremarkable buildings. <laughs> it's just a tall, skinny staircase with a light bulb at the top. It's sounds basically like, a flashlight. Sounds like Maine's a little obsessed with staircases. Yeah. You know what? I'm tired of, I'm tired of these Mainers. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of how stuck up they are. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of how they You're think tired they're... of Maynard from Tool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of how they think they're better than everyone because they're fucking shellfish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We got news for you, Maine. The lobsters are trying to destroy your state. 
Can I stop? They're doing little clips at the base. I'm tired of your lobster rolls. I'm tired of how they cost $13, which is too much for a sandwich. And I'm tired of how they're made of butter. <laughs> it's just a butter sandwich. That's yeah. what's in a lobster roll. With like Shellfish red. and butter. Butter and red. That's not a sandwich. <laughs> Put something on your sandwich. Just because it has bread and butter. And... It's like if a roast beef sandwich was two slices of bread, roast beef, and butter. <laughs> That that's, sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that would be pretty that, good, that, that, actually. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, uh, you know what, Maine? I take it all back. You're doing yeah, good work out there. Right. <laughs> Send us some sandwiches. Make some more stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Send us a few lobsters, why don't you? Oh, and a gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> covered in butter. <laughs> you know, one of the things is, in Maine, you know, you drive 50 miles, you're in a whole, in a whole other climate, mm-hmm. you know? You yeah. can go from skiing to lobstering. Two swinging from vine to vine <laughs> in the jungle. You know, gibbons have that tender arm meat. <laughs> yeah. They got those long swinging arms. Oof. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Gibbon Very arms. Good. Get a nice, like a nice sourdough, like a rustic sourdough. Yeah, sure. Some butter mm-hmm. and some gibbon arm meat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you braise it. Just pop that arm on there. If you, bra- <laughs> if you really want it tender, you braise it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I can't even begin to tell you about the flavor of the salted licorice. It's in my mouth. It's indescribable. It's like, it's so strong. Yeah. Just imagine if a salted caramel was half caramel, half salt. Yeah. And then replace the caramel flavor with licorice. That's what we've got here. And I keep eating it. That's the third time I've eaten it. <laughs> keep going Don't eat back. it. I don't understand why I keep making these mistakes. Well, you're, you're in a cycle um, of bad choices. Look, folks out there, I've had a lot of fun talking to you. I'm sure Jordan and Rhea have too. Mm-hmm. Are we started? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we started a long time ago. Oh, okay. Did I not, not never say it's Jordan Jesse Go? You did Th- I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. What did I What's that skateboard trick you just said? <laughs> <laughs> it was a reverse Madonna into a Sean Penn. And then... Wow, you went Madonna into a Sean Penn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically, yeah. you go Sean Penn into a Madonna. Yeah, but you know what? I like to play around <laughs> with gender roles. I'm not a sexist yeah. clown. So, so is Madonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes on Madonna's birthday. <laughs> she takes some MDA. Hey, sometimes on Sean Penn's birthday. That's true. He enjoys mm-hmm. prostate stimulation. <laughs> but only one day a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's also ma- married to Robin Wright Penn now. Mm. So, Do you think uh, she gives it to him up the butt? Mm, no, I would say Jude Law does. <laughs> Jude Law comes over. That's just based on Sean Penn's uh, vociferous defense of Jude Law that one time when Chris Rock made some Jude Law jokes at the Oscars and then Sean Penn came out and like scolded Chris Rock. Wow. That was a lot of fun. Good yeah. times. They had a lot of fun. You know what I like? Wait, Sean Penn doesn't have much of a sense of humor? I know. It seems <laughs> huh. weird, right? Huh. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Yeah. He seems like a kind of freewheeling guy. Yeah, just like a lot of fun. Yeah. Takes takes life as it comes. Like a fu- like a cool auntie. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I loved him as Flat Top from Dick Tracy in Gangster Squad recently. That <laughs> yeah. was pretty good. Sure. 
That's a really complicated joke, Rhea. I say you do that on stage and you just give $10 to anyone who laughs at it. If you clap at this, I'm your best friend. <laughs> Here's an inter interlocked system of illusions. <laughs> People just like their eyes are spinning around trying to. After you do make that joke, the Rhea Butcher dancers come out <laughs> yeah. and just dance for 10 minutes. They have IMDb t-shirts on. <laughs> okay, look, if, hmm. if you enjoy Rhea Butcher, and let's be honest, who doesn't? Here's two great ways mm-hmm. to spend more time with her. Number one, the smash hit podcast, Wham Bam Pow, from the MaximumFun.org family. This is a podcast about action and sci-fi movies, which I bet you already like. It has Ricky Carmona and Cameron Esposito, who's been on, who've been on this program before, and you loved them. Mm-hmm. It's got Rhea Butcher. She's a delight. She's the Lady James Dean. She's a former professional skateboarder. She's finished third in the Cleveland Vans competition. <laughs> for if best you want sneakers. to, she'll compare Tom Cruise movies on Twitter with you. Absolutely nonstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can follow her at Rhea Butcher, by the way, on Twitter. And furthermore, get on the fucking boat. Boatparty.biz. Yeah. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Max FunCon's over. Heard from a lot of people. Best Max FunCon ever. Thank you very much. Happy to hear it. Let's get on the fucking boat. Straighten your lives out. Hmm. Make a budget. Get on the boat. Organize your remotes. (laughs) Get on the boat. Get yourself a ledge. Put your remote on it. Then go to the boat. Or a little fire safe. Yeah. Leave the key right at the fire safe because the whole thing is like you don't want a burglar to steal the whole... Steal the whole safe because they think there's jewels in there. Jason, here's Prometheus, the first man. <laughs> you have you have the secret to fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I also I live in the Amazonian rainforest, mm-hmm. and so there's some guys that aren't on board with it yet. Mm. And I'm really important in their culture. <laughs> Rhea Butcher at Rhea Butcher on Twitter. Stand up comedies across Los Angeles and this great nation. Mm-hmm. Got any going anywhere exciting? Uh, in July. July 5th, mm-hmm. I'm going to be at the Hideout Inn in Chicago with uh, one Cameron Esposito for the, her Freedom Fest. Sounds like a fun bill. Yeah, one night only. We're going to be talking about America, what makes it great. Sure. Probably just our lives, too, but, you know, so come check that out if you're in Chicago or surrounding areas. Did you notice that we did uh, we did a competition at George Jesse Go in Met Max Fun Con where our friend Dan Kennedy and our friend... Uh, who who else was on the show with us? Maeve Higgins? Ah, Maeve Higgins was on the show with us, yes. Dan Kennedy and Maeve Higgins had to do a quiz about America and the UK. And uh, Dan Kennedy briefly tried to chant USA. The audience did not join him as they had with Greg Barrett when Greg Barrett chanted mm. USA one year ago. Wow. Do you think it's all these drone strikes? I think it's the drone strikes. Mm-hmm. And then NSA, the NSA revelations. Yeah, sure. Sonny D's nodding emphatically. Yeah, <laughs> NSA revelations for me. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't chant it. <laughs> yeah, NSA stuff. IRS. Verizon. Sure, IRS. Sure, IRS. Is... Yeah. Benghazi. Guys, I could go on and on. This country's going to shit. Yeah. Could Heck. the purge be far behind? <laughs> <laughs> Um, hey, you know the purge takes place in uh, <laughs> twenty twenty two. That's like such a like such an op like 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 that's when America's going to fall apart. Like that's how long it'll take. Like well, we you will don't be... see the early signs that are happening right now, and the mid level signs that are also happening right now, and the oh. advanced signs that are happening sure. right now because twenty twenty two is nine years from now. <laughs> are you saying there's mini purges going on? There could be some. There's mid- a circus down the street. First, yeah. Oh what yeah. Do you think the circus? That's is? a type of purge. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's. I think a circus down the street is a perfect sign of the impending purges. Yeah. I mean, look at all the look at all the binging that's going on. That's true. You yeah, yeah I guess about the only purges. thing that can. Yeah. The pur- the movie The Purge didn't say what number purge we were seeing. Mm-hmm. I wonder how long it had been going on. Because if it like when are they when are they anticipating the first purges? I wonder. Oh, because if we're seeing if that movie's in 2022, right? There had been a few before that. It so seems like old hat to everyone in the sure. movie. They Did, seemed used to the purge. They seemed used to purges and purging. Yeah. Do you think? When do you um, realistically first purge? When do you guys think? 2016, 2017. I was going to say 2016. Yeah. yeah, because you can already you can already see the signs. Like I've eaten three donuts today. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> And I mean, so, I keep so how long road, you'll just start murdering in the streets? <laughs> yeah. Who gets purged in the movie The Purge? Uh, tell me it's Meredith. Tell, <laughs> me it's, tell me it's Purred from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Purred Pur- happily. Purred, Purge. Uh, Headline in the Daily Variety. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough people get purged in The Purge for my uh, really for my liking. Yeah, it's a boring movie. It's a super boring movie. But who gets purged? Uh, some like waspy guys. Did, does somebody pop out Wait. and go, y'all been purged? No. Waspy guys get purged? Uh, yeah, that's the main people who do purging are like kind Wait. of comical. Like <laughs> Who purges and who doesn't purge? Because you're saying if waspy guys are getting purged, I'm imagining. They're doing the purging though, but oh. they also get purged in the, in the, in the act of purging. They but themselves they get pur- purged. And they get purged. I cause I'm imagining them purging the membership roles of their country club of Jews. Yeah. And then I'm imagining a real like Henny Youngman type motherfucker just going around killing everyone in tennis shorts. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the that's the that's the purge that I'd like. A little to more say. buckshot maybe? Boom. Yeah. Purge. Yeah. <laughs> I think it I think that would be fun. Yeah. Well, we got to go to the studio. We got to get this picture greenlit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our producer, Brian Fernandez, Sonny D over on the boards. Our theme music is Love You by the Free Design. Are we Courtesy. just calling it Jew Purge? <laughs> <laughs> is that too soon, Jordan? Okay. Too soon. Yeah, that's true. The Purge did just it's, come out this weekend. It's only the Great Depression. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't gotten through. Okay. Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. This is the kind of brand associations they're looking for. Um, And, uh, hey, if you're out there, fucking tell somebody you like Jordan Jesse Go. Sure. Tell somebody at Taco Bell. Yeah. Pass them a note. I don't give a shit. Tell somebody at Del Taco. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell somebody at a fucking taco place where they have actual tacos, which are just as fast, cheaper, and taste good. For instance. Tell somebody in Ohio's doing a kickflip ollie. Yeah. Toozy. Three sixty. Fruit Loop. Yeah. Dude. Seriously though, tell somebody about Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It's not hard to get into. Yeah, it's not dense. We don't have a dense mythology. No, we do. Well, we do have a moderately dense mythology, but I don't think you're. But I think we. Where are we going to retcon this? (laughs) (laughs) Ultimate Jordan Jesse Go. Yeah. Just start from the beginning. <laughs> Let's do New that. Origin, shit. make it more, more relatable to to modern audiences. When are you going to Star Trek two thousand nine? This thing. Oh yeah, you know? sure. We got to Star Trek two thousand nine. Let's I... get Chris Pine in here <laughs> to play I... me. Can I be Latino? <laughs> yeah, sure. Great. Thank God. And you'll be a lady. Mm-hmm. 
but like uh, like a multi-ethnic lady. Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Specifically. For, I mean, specifically, I know that it's a little on the nose because we're Star Trekking this, but I mean, she's perfect. Right. For the I mean, I'm me. Latino. There's, I don't think there's any Latinos on that Star Trek, is there? Uh, no. No. Sadly, no. Yeah. Spock's a little swarthy. He's a little bit. A few swarthy. Seems more Greek. Yeah. Well, Khan. Yeah, Khan is Khan is originally uh, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, so I think our guest every week is Ricardo Montalban. <laughs> uh, I like that. He talks about rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> That's a reference that I know only through comedians in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.